Hello to everyone listening, to all of my aspiring poets or creative writers out there, or anyone interested in literature and multilingual literature. Welcome to another episode of Multilingual Poetry. Hope you're having a great evening, morning, afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is a podcast where I narrate a wide array of unique poetry or just talk about different literary topics that come to mind, with some preparation, of course. If this type of podcast seems like it may pique your interest, please subscribe. I try to make new episodes monthly, more or less. Today we are on episode 9. It's going to be in English, this episode. Just like episode 8, which was done entirely in Brazilian Portuguese, this is going to be another biographical episode of a lesser-known poet. In fact, it's been a while since I recorded an episode in standard North American English, which is my native language and dialect. This episode is going to be about a brief biography of one of England's greatest Christian poets, albeit more obscure than most of the more well-known English poets of the time, such as William Shakespeare, for example. All of the sources for this episode are on the show notes for reference and citation purposes. So let's dive right into this episode. George Herbert, believe it or not, never published a single poem during his lifetime and actually died as a lesser-known pastor in his area of England in the 17th century at the age of 39. What I found interesting while digging into some more research on him was that he was also a kind of multilingual poet in addition to being a pastor to the Church of England. In addition to English, Herbert was also fluent in Latin, and consequently wrote some poetry in Latin. In fact, I will narrate one of Herbert's Latin poems a little bit later, but for right now, I'll give you some background history on this amazing poet. In the spring of 1593, April 3rd to be exact, George Herbert was born in the town of Montgomeryshire, Wales, which is a part of England and or the United Kingdom. Herbert was the seventh of ten children born into a wealthy family. His father was Richard and his mother was Magdalene. However, at the age of three, Herbert's father died, so his estate was left to his mother. In school, George was an exceptional student. He attended the Westminster Preparatory School and at 11 years old, he was writing essays in Latin, which were later to be published. Later on in Herbert's academic life, he attended Cambridge University, distinguishing himself in the study of classics. In 1612, he graduated second in class of only 193 students with a Bachelor of Arts degree. A few years later, in 1616, he earned a master's degree at the same university. Around the 1620s, the Lord put it on George Herbert's heart to become involved in the pastoral ministry. 
1626, he was ordained as a minister and preacher within the Church of England, serving a lo local church in Bemerton. George Herbert was married to D Jane Danvers at the ripe age of 36 on March 5th, 1629, but they never had children. Eventually, Herbert died of tuberculosis just one month before his 40th birthday. How did people first start to hear about this obscure Christian poet along with his literary masterpiece? Well, a pivotal moment occurred a few weeks before his death. Edmund Duncan, a fellow pastor sent by Nicholas Farrar, who was one of Herbert's closest friends, came to check up on Herbert to see how he was holding up on his deathbed. When Duncan visited the second time, Herbert knew his death was drawing closer and closer to the end. He told Duncan to deliver to Farrar his most cherished earthly possession, which was a small anthology of 167 original poems depicting, in his own words, quote, many spiritual conflicts that have passed betwixt, or between in modern English, God and my soul, unquote, prior to finding perfect freedom in Jesus, his Savior. Farrar published it later that year, titling it as The Temple in 1633. After several editions and reprints throughout the centuries, the temple is still in print today. The central theme of George Herbert's poems in this anthology was Jesus's redeeming love, laboring assiduously to his reader to see the message clearly, feel it profoundly, and be awestruck by the words. Take a listen to one of his poems called The Temper. The Temper by George Herbert How should I praise thee, Lord? How should my rhymes gladly engrave thy name in steel? If what my soul doth feel sometimes my soul might ever feel. Although there were some forty heavens or more, sometimes I peer above them all. Sometimes I hardly reach a score. Sometimes to hell I fall. Oh, rack me not to such a vast extent. Those distances belong to thee. The world's too little for thy tent, A grave too big for me. Wilt thou meet arms with man That thou dost stretch? A crumb of dust from heaven to hell? Will great God measure with a wretch? Shall he thy stature spell? Oh, let me when thy roof my soul hath hid, O oh, let me roost and nestle there, Then of a sinner thou art rid, And I of hope and fear. 
yet take thy way, for sure thy way is best. Stretch or contract me, thy poor debtor. This is but turning of my breast, to make the music better. Whether I fly with angels, fall with dust, thy hands made both, and I am there. Thy power and love, my love and trust, make one place everywhere. Herbert believed that because God rules everything, all creation with his sacred providence, everything revealed God through what God created. All of physical creation, in other words, is an expression of God's own beauty and creativity meant to reflect back God's very essence. The role of the poet, according to George Herbert, is to be God's echo. In fact, according to page 255 of English Poems of George Herbert, it is said that it is not, quote, the finished verse itself which brings the speaker close to God, but rather the act of using poetry, a process of writing, revising, and reading. Unquote. Such a potent citation to mull over and contemplate. Now before we move on, I want to share another one of George Herbert's poems. It's called Love. Love by George Herbert Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me, grew slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything a guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, the ungrateful? Ah, my dear, I cannot take to thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply. Who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And you know not, says love, who bore the blame. My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. You can feel the welcoming warmth of God's love as you read or listen to the words of this poem. As an unworthy guest, still beloved, nevertheless, by grace that is served by love, in reference, some scholars say, to Luke twelve thirty-seven in the New Testament. Finally, since this is a multilingual poetry podcast, I want to leave you with one of George Herbert's Latin poems titled 
in mostrum vocaboli. In mostrum vocaboli by George Herbert. O quam bellus homo es, lepido, quam nomine fingis. Istas anti tami cami categorias, sic catarsis nua sola placent res verba noantur. Que sapiunt eum seucariosa iacent, quin liceat nobis alias procudere voces. Non tibi fingendi sola taberna patet, cum sacra perturbet vester furia omnia scriptum, hoc erit anti furi puri categoria, pollubra vel cum olim damnaris regia inara, est anti pelvi melvi categoria.